Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Hello. Hello, hello. What's happening? Not much. Summer is officially here. I hiked. It's April 22nd, I believe. April 22nd. Oh, my God. It's like 100. <laughs> it's getting it's, close. Yeah, I hiked today, and I was, uh, my boobies were sweating. Uh, That's I, nice. Which reminded me I have to manscape. I'm already doing ads, and, but that was like a natural ad. That was a well-placed <laughs> ad. Because, <laughs> you know, the more you shave your chest, the more you have to shave it. It's gross. I mean, it's gross being old. I haven't, yeah, I haven't really done that too much yeah once you commit it's it's yeah. once a week it's, yeah i get it it's like my gardener it's <laughs> like a, it's like i probably wouldn't be allowed well anyways i got no it, it's gross the um <laughs> speaking of gross what do you think about uh those damn just having a, like a did uh, you fall asleep i was just uh, the adderall just had like it was just kicked in like you know sometimes it just kicks in and like i lost my i was just like gonna make up stuff and then i, I lost my train of thought i oh, like well. these quiet moments that's what the professionals do they just they do okay they just slowly I'll, speak and I'll, not interrupt i'll pay attention to that anyways <clears throat> we're weeks into this panic with friends the vix is still not that you care the vix is over 40 and uh so even though somewhat of the panic subsided we talked yesterday about oil Fresh panic. Great. There's FOMO show. panic. People uh, feel like they should get in. Mark Andreessen just did a post saying, let's build shit. So people are like, it's confusing out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you, just, you can't be bullish because there's like stuff blowing up left and right. But at the same time, I saw Chipotle stays up a hundred and something dollars as if nothing ever happened. Hmm. Stocks at all time highs. I didn't even know restaurants were open. So, and, and, and all time highs meaning, yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but the Ebola scare of a few years ago, remember? It was just like left for debt. Yeah. But, uh, so there are companies doing great. That's good to know. Okay. So today we're not going to talk about stocks, although Joe loves to trade. We've got a couple friends of mine on that are, have a startup in the crypto space. I know no one wants to hear that, but I do because Preston is one of the top Ethereum, if not the top Ethereum uh, developer. So it may mean nothing to everybody else out there, but you should listen up because uh, there is something brewing as the Fed prints money, hard assets, uh, well, not oil, but uh, uh, certain hard assets shall explode. Uh, people talk about gold, but there are a limited amount. Uh, I have a lot of questions. There are a limited amount of Bitcoin, so they say. So Bitcoin theoretically should explode at some point if people care. But Ethereum, uh, I'm confused by it because uh, I don't know if there's a limit to the supply of it. So I got a bunch of questions for Preston and mm -hmm. Joe. They have a, a new startup that I'm very interested in. I haven't invested, but I'm interested in it and I would use the product. Uh, I like things that I would use the product. Mm -hmm. So you're going you're gonna to be interested, Knud. It's called uh, Cryptex Global. All and right. uh, it's cryptexcoin.co. But uh, Joe's been a friend of mine on StockTwits forever. You know, I've only hung with him a few times in, in, in real life, but probably 10 years trading ideas on StockTwits and uh, giving us feature upgrades. So he's like a community dude. 
Long Island. It's got that uh, New York, Long Island, uh, Jersey uh, voice. And Preston's out in LA, so we're doing a three-way WhatsApp. Let's get him on the phone. First, uh, we'll... Uh, financial show we're going to talk about coifin one of our portfolio companies oh and by the way mark cuban's on next week yeah what do you think that's gonna be great yeah do you know who he is yes i do in norway you think people know him actually i probably yeah probably some people do just uh-huh. because of his uh it's interesting that i fired you earlier and then realized i can't do the show so yeah I'm you're no. right back i'm hired okay thanks yeah i think that when i fire you twice in one day <clears throat> that'll be interesting I fire yeah, you, hire you back to do a podcast, then fire you until the next day. Huh. How does that work? I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. Manscaped. No, sorry. Koifin. Okay. Koifin is one of our portfolio companies, like I said. And if you want to track, analyze what's happening in the current market turmoil, Koifin is for you. It's a web-based platform that lets you analyze stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, and other assets all in one place. I use it every day. Got it open right now. Even tracks crypto. So many global features coming on uh, fundamental global tickers coming the end of the month. I use it every day to track what's going on in the market. Coifin has a ton of high quality data, powerful functionality, and a clean interface. Best part is it's free. You can sign up at coifin.com. That's K-O-Y-F-I-N.com. Let's get Joe and Preston on the phone. K-Nut. Hello? Joe, we're going to patch and Preston. Hang tight there. Okay. Prestone. Hey guys, what's up? So we got the we got the continent covered. LA, New New Long Island, Joe? Long Island, New York. Yeah, wouldn't have known from the accent. You could be in every you could be a voiceover in every YouTube video. You could redo every YouTube video with your voice and it would just be funny. You could do like <laughs> like you should just do voiceovers for every YouTube video ever made. Because they'd be that funny. Would, Even serious videos. Well yeah. if if That'll, that'll be a oh, you're busy, idea. you're if, saying. You're a little busy at the time, at the moment. Yeah, at, at the moment. If Cryptex doesn't work out, I could always go into voiceover. <laughs> We're going to go deep on Cryptex and crypto. I know you guys would like to talk about other stuff, but it's not your show. So, okay. uh, Although I did watch that poker video where you won some money for your mom. That was cool. Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, that was a very, very nice, um, I mean, terrible circumstances, obviously, but it, yeah, was, well, it was nice to be able to do it for her. We'll, we'll come back to that stuff at the end, but I think I want to get right into crypto because we've got a, a couple of legends on, well, at least Preston. Joe, you're just, yes. a, you're just a friend who dials me and, and used to just dial me and yell about stock twits. You guys suck. <laughs> you know, I've been banned. You're one of the few people that have been banned that I'm friends with. Yeah, well, I mean, I was young. What, what, yeah. what could I say? Yeah, you know, last I was, year. I was First yeah, of all, no, last was, year did not mean... How many years ago was that? Eight, maybe? That, that was like 2012, Howard. Wow. Eight years that ago. Was, so you were yeah, 40. You were 40. Yeah, those yeah, were the years when you can get was, away with that. Yeah, those, those were the years. I was uh, 20, 20, 26 at you that You were time. ahead of the curve, as they say. Preston yes. was 11 and, at that, um, back then. <laughs> yeah, Crypto Stockton wasn't was, even a thing. No, and and back then, you know, I just, I was so used to, all you really had back then was like Yahoo Finance, you know, yeah. and you would go, and you would, you know, troll on the on the boards. <laughs> no, you and wouldn't. Like normal people don't just go. You were the one percent, the trolls. It makes it bad for everybody. <laughs> and uh, I, I grew up though. Yes, I grew up though. You've matured nicely into a young, but you're still willing to troll, which is why I like friends that are willing to troll. I'm not perfect. I troll, uh, but I don't troll Sometimes. for clicks. I just troll for people I dislike. 
Yeah. I, I mean, looking we, for we, clicks. You weren't nah, looking we for all, clicks. You're just being a dick. I was being, I was being, I was being crazy at the time. Yeah. And no one, and, and look at you now, crypto. Who would have yeah, thought? Yeah, crypto. Who would have ever thought, thought you'd, you'd make, you'd make, you'd make that transition. You'd go from problem. trolling to crypto. Seems like a natural progression of finance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, right, so uh, you guys are on Panic with Friends. I like having friends on. I like uh, as the as the panic evolves. It's been a month and change. I think you've listened to a couple of the shows. We haven't really touched on crypto. Yoni was on, uh, but Yoni, um, there's so much, you know, his company to talk about. So I had other stuff to talk to him about. But so we haven't really dove into the slippery slope of crypto. And so the fact that you're partners with Preston, uh, Preston, give a little background on you and uh, crypto and uh, Cryptex. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a, a career software engineer. Um, when I met Joe, I was working at Google, uh, actually on my way out of Google because I had been I started this project called Prismatic Labs. Uh, which is focused on scaling Ethereum, which is, as you know, one of the more popular cryptocurrency platforms for uh-huh. decentralized applications. And so I really believed in this idea. Um, so I was on my way out of Google at the time. And, and when I met Joe, he, he came to me with this idea about like, hey, what, you know, what if we could... Did you meet him on uh, Yahoo message boards or no? No, no, actually... Was he trolling I your met- wife, children? No, no, no. I'll, I'll interject real quick on how that happened. No, no, let him so, go. I just, I just, yeah. your friend, so I'm going to interrupt occasionally. Yeah, Joe, you want to tell, tell no, no, that, no, no. Keep that going. part of the story? No, okay. no, no, keep going. I was just fucking around. So, yeah, so, you, so, so he, uh, he reached out to you? Yeah, he reached out to me through a mutual friend. Um, his, Joe's uh, girlfriend's dad works with my friend at the, uh, at the DA, right, Joe? Yep. Yeah, and um, Joe was talking to uh, to uh, his girl's dad about about Ethereum, and my friend James had been talking about Ethereum with with him, and you know um, they just kind of connected the dots there, and said so you should link up with Preston. Um, so we we linked up, uh, and I said why don't why don't you come to Google and uh, you know get a free lunch while I'm still here, uh, and so Joe shows up. And he he brings uh, our friend Tom, who I had no idea he was coming. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, this is it's not a problem. I just you know, surprised guest. But so I had James and Joe and Tom, and we all had lunch. And he shows me, you know, he brings out Joe brings out his iPad, and he's showing me the site, and he's talking about, like, hey, what if we could tokenize or build a token that revolves around not just the price point of like ETH or Bitcoin, but the price of the total market. Um, Mm -hmm. Because there are so many coins out there, you know, thousands of them, you can't trade the whole market this way, especially not in decentralized. Especially after a crash too, you know, like this wouldn't have flown three, four years ago in 17. People just wanted to blow their brains out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was like a peak hype too. I think this was uh this was in the beginning of 2018 or like a, a winter or spring. Yeah. 2019. 28 was 2019? It was January. It was January of 2019. Okay, that's right. I'm off by a year. It's okay. Happens to me all the time. Yeah. So a, you know, the quarantine, I don't even know what day of the week it is. So Okay, it's uh, Friday. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, that makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Sunday today. Oh, it's Sunday. Yeah. It's Tuesday. Yeah. It's every, oh. every day Sunday on Slack and Zoom and Howard's podcast. By the way, I just had like 40 milligrams of Adderall by mistake. That's fine. So, yeah, yeah. Things are moving very quickly in the studio. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. So Preston, go. <laughs> Lucky I didn't show up at Google, huh? No, hey. dude. That would have been awesome. But. Yeah. I, they, I, by the way, I'm banned from Google. Depends on what campus. Are you? Yeah, long story. You're yelling at me for getting banned on stock. One time I took 80 milligrams of Adderall, showed up at Google, tried to apply as an engineer with no <laughs> skills. Type really fast. Nothing meant anything, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, all right, so, Preston, so keep going. Yeah, so Cryptex, I'm, I'm talking with Joe, and we're trying to – I'm, I'm pretty intrigued with this idea because it sounded like a, a really novel and new idea. I hadn't heard of – I've heard of, like – you know, token sets where we'll put a basket of maybe the top 10 yeah. cryptocurrencies, but there was never really something that it's fucking genius, could, man. Like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't know anything, but I know genius ideas. The only right. thing I worry about is it getting copied, but you're going to go into that. Right. Well, you're not going to go into your secret sauce, but like to me is like a neophyte. I'm like, why isn't this product exist? Fuck. I'd be start, I'd be trading this all day. It'd be, it'd be better than the SPY for me or the QQQ. And we'll get into that. I know. But anyway, so as soon as I heard the idea, it's great. So he's so he's talking about you're thinking about a basket of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought immediately. It's like okay, well, th- thinking of like the existing ideas, what people are already doing. It's like all right, well, you have these baskets or 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 like uh, whatever you call it, where there's like checkpoint for each month. And I'm not a finance person, so I don't know the term. But um, we we were trying to think of like a different way to do it. So. What we're trying to do really here is to capture the entire market. It's not just these token baskets. Correct. Um, but also other derivatives like uh, Bitcoin dominance versus altcoin dominance and trading the total volume of of the entire market. Um, these are kind of cool ideas that Joe had shown me. Genius. Yeah. And so we, we thought about it for a few weeks Um and I was like, well, you know, this is a cool idea and all, but you can't just print these tokens that don't have really anything backing them. So how are you going to do that? And we kind of looked into existing models where you could collateralize these tokens. So they they have something backing them where they weren't just printed out of nothing, but they have some some kind of collateral behind them. And the point with that is that, you know, you may have some insurance that these tokens is, can be... They, they exist, they can be redeemed if you want it out, just to get your collateral back. They're not just vapor tokens, they're not just what we say it is. It has some sort of fundamental value there. Yep. Yeah, and basically, you know, just to, just to continue that a little bit, yeah. you know, when you look at the DeFi space, which is, you know, decentralized finance, mm-hmm. and you look at where the space started in, like, September of 2017, it basically went from zero just under three quarters of a billion dollars within um, lending. Just explain DeFi quickly to my listeners. Right. So, so DeFi is uh, decentralized finance, and essentially, you know, you could build all different types of protocols that, you know, from lending to staking, you know, earning dollars on your assets, and essentially, you know, we want to expand into the space. Now, you know, as Preston was saying, the biggest issue initially was, well, what's going to be backing, you know, the, the assets, like you can't, you could take a number and put a number in, in a blockchain, but there has to be collateral that makes that number, you know, represent the value that you're indicating. So 
by collateralizing the asset, you now have a, a fixed basket of assets that are, are moving in lockstep to an underlying tracking metric. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can buy and sell based on collateral with, with the market moves up or down. And, you know, it's it's very interesting. And I think you'll really appreciate, you know, the, the, the level Just of Just to work. jump ahead two seconds, will I be able to trade this on like Robinhood or E-Trade? That's that's the goal. Just just I mean, just goal, to let the listeners get to the punchline quicker. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. So theoretically, that, in a perfect world, you trade this. All the shit happens behind the scenes, but now you have a yes. whole asset class wide open to trade against. Yes, you want to make the user experience as simple as possible. Correct, you know, so, which you so you know how to do. Preston knows how to, yes, how to build it yes. on the back end. You know how to market yes, so, it. Yes. So right. So essentially, what happens is we've. You know, you look at this volume that comes from all of these exchanges around the world, and some of the data is great data, and some of the data is absolutely horrendous. These exchanges have wash trading; it's it's fake, it's yeah. it's it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's there's your nine or ten exchanges exchanges out there, Howard, that are very transparent with how they present their data through public APIs, and we've partnered up with a company uh, called Nomics. Clay mm-hmm. Collins over at Nomics, they raised about three million from Coinbase Ventures, a uh, bunch of different people. Yeah, and th- these guys are the professionals of data aggregation. Got it. And what we do with them is we provide them and a methodology, just like you would through you know any any type of index fund. You provide a methodology of what you want, where it's, you know, um, these nine exchanges who are the most transparent in volume, and those exchanges represent, let's say, 2,500 different individual tokens. Mm-hmm. So that, now you have this data, and let's say cumulatively it's about $200 billion. Mm-hmm. So you have $200 billion worth of data, and now that data is flowing in real time to you. Mm-hmm. So now, just like an index, you add a divisor to it, and let's say that divisor is $10 billion it you know you're using a 10 billion dollar metric so now 200 billion now becomes 20 dollars uh-huh. and and the nominal asset of 20 dollars moves in lockstep to the metric that it tracks it's just a, a smaller version of it. yeah so now you have this 20 dollar asset moving in real time to the oracle that's dropped inside of the blockchain which is the you know or the smart contract which is what you you know you're tracking total market cap uh-huh. And you essentially just collateralize that inside of the smart contract, and now you can trade total market cap without having to buy two thousand different tokens. And is this eventually, Preston Howard, and you both together? Is this how eventually you could just say fuck trading airlines or, or fuck airlines being public company? I just want to trade Boeing's revenue line. Could you tokenize, or is it completely different to tokenize something like that? Just where you don't have to fuck Boeing doesn't have to be a public company, but you could tokenize different parts of like the balance sheet or revenue. Well, you could you could drop an oracle for any. What does that mean? Anything. Drop an oracle. So an oracle is essentially a a price mechanism. So how you look how you look at you know the price flashing on the screen in in stock twits, or you look at any any price mechanism. That's essentially an oracle. It's telling you what, what the price is of an asset. You have the Boeing data, and you put the Boeing data inside of a small contract. As long as that data is appropriately collateralized, you can create a basket that moves based on anything, Boeing, yeah. any, any, anything you That's want. That's cool. Yeah, so it's just, it's just a so matter of— So it's inevitable. Of, this is fucking inevitable. Correct. 
this is, it, I think, yeah. you know, just because see, it's a UI thing at this point, people will gamble on blue versus to fucking gamble on horses and dogs. So why shouldn't they gamble on real, you know, absolutely. financial and, things? And, and why should you not have a decentralized or, a, a, you know, a way to do that with, with just peer to peer interaction? So, so without Ethereum, you couldn't do any of this because you needed the smart contract um, precedent. So in order to, to make this, um, easier for, for for users to like hold control of the assets i mean we could do this in a fully centralized model where there's just one you know like cryptex just is the only source for you to get and trade these uh type of assets but doing it on ethereum means that it's uh semi-decentralized in the in the sense that you have control of your tokens you can move them around and it's all transparent on chain what's happening especially in terms of the collateralization yeah and, and and this new product, your the first product's TCAP, correct, Joe? TCAP, total market cap. Yeah. So for me, what it, it interests me is like I can't do the research down. If I believe in de- decentralization, I want something a little more than Bitcoin, but want to have some upside and like 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 the S and P five hundred. There's five companies that rule it, but there's four hundred ninety five pishers that. Uh, you know, whether it's five percent oil and whatever. So if I want to aggregate, uh, you know, Bitcoin and four hundred ninety nine shit coins. TCAP will allow me to at least catch the next potential Bitcoin. Correct. In, in theory, because you never know what coins are going to grow in, in market cap. So, I mean, there could be a coin right now that's number 147 that, yeah. you know, makes developments and, and grows. And, you know, you're going to buy it inside of a, you know, proportionally allocated basket because everything is weighted in market cap by market cap. Yeah. So it's like, you know, as, as we, as different projects come online and different things grow, it's a way to have exposure to these assets without having to go on 40 different exchanes and buy all you get the different this, ones. Canute? I mean, Canute, do you get this? I'm trying to keep up. Yeah. But it's just like buying the, it's, it's just what the guys at S and P, the spiders came up with originally just applied to decentralized to cryptos. No, Joe. Correct. Correct. Uh, you know, my, my background, um, you know, as you know, I mean, I, I've been I've been trading since I'm I'm 19 years old. You know, I started off working at a small firm, uh, family-owned firm, and uh, worked my way up. You know, from that to a, you know, multinational, and then from from there, I just um, saw the space. You know, early early uh, 16 was really when I started to take it seriously and look into things. And I always said to myself, you know, I want to create something in this space, but I just, I didn't know what it was at the time. No one and, really did. And, you know, when, when I had, I think there's, there's moments in life where you have ideas, you know, like, and you look at things in the world, Howard, and you say to yourself, like, man, I, I could have thought of that, right? Like, I could have I came up with that. Yeah, that's what and, New Jersey people do. Right, and when I, when I came up, when I, when I thought about TCAP and how we could make it, I just felt like it was one of those ideas where I, I had an idea, like, that's the idea where it's like, if I would see it, I'd be like, how come I didn't think of that? Yeah, because I've talked to you out yeah. of 50, 100 ideas over the years. You owe me right. $3 yeah, we, billion we, we, dollars at this point. Yeah, we, I'm a we've 70% talked, we've owner in TCAP just by talking about bad ideas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a growth process, and I'm glad I had those experiences. I just think you know, people, early. you're like a perfect example. It's like people call me for their opinion all the time, and I hate giving it, but sometimes I, I generally try and talk people out of starting things. It's not easy. Yeah. So why spend no. 10 years working on a bad idea? 
No, and 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 one story, if I could just if I could just interject. It's my first a nice story about me. Oh yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> well, there's there's so many nice stories. Man. But you know this 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 one, you know I'll never forget. Um, you know back in 2014, you know we we were young, Tom and I. You know you know Tom and me. Yeah. And um, is Tom still in prison know, then, or no? He was out. No, Tom, Tom's 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 out of prison now. Okay, so Tom's, out of, Tom's out of prison. Yeah, yeah he got he got he got parole. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Tom Tom was never <laughs> in prison, and, and Tom Tom says hello by the way. It's okay. You know, so shout out shout out to Tom. Tom yeah, is fuck Tom, Tom is. <laughs> name, Tom. Bag, excess so, baggage. Yeah. So long long story short, we fly. I I, I pitched Howard an idea. And he's like, you know, yeah, I'm happy to see you. You know, happy, happy to talk. And we were still like, so green around the edges. We had no idea what we were walking into with this guy. So he's like, I'm in San Diego. You know, fly, fly out. Like, let's let's have a meeting. So we fly, we fly to San Diego uh, to meet him for lunch. Did and, I show uh, up? I, Did I show up? Yeah, you, you, okay. no, you showed up at the time. You know, stock. I mean, San Diego was it was it was a great it was a great time. Yeah. Down, had a nice had a nice night in the Gaslight District. Hung out for a bit. Met you the next day, and then, um, you know, we, we, you took us to Chipotle. And <laughs> Stop we're at, bucks we're, yeah, we're at, we're at Chipotle with, with you, and yeah. we, we make the presentation, and you're like, yeah, it's, it, it's cool, you know, who, who's your team, who's your CTO? We're like, oh, we, we outsource the CTO work. And you're like, yeah, I, I, I don't invest in anything that outsourced the CTO work. And we're just like, what? Like, you, you couldn't just tell us that over the phone? But we got to go to San Diego, and it was nice. <laughs> So, <laughs> what a dick know. that Howard is. Yeah, know. nah, but you know, but you know what? I think, I think after after that, you know, we we started to realize that there was so much more. And then when I came to you with with TCAP, um, I'll never I'll never forget your reaction. We were, we were at the um, you know your your, your go to hotel in Manhattan. We met you for a glass of wine, and um, I present and I just remembered how excited you got. And like just the look on your face, like oh my god, like this, this is it, like this is it for you. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And you know, like how can I help you, and what could we do? And I mean, from there, you know, the different things, you know, from connections and and going places, thanks to you know your your assistance. I mean, I, I traveled the world thanks to thanks to some things that Howard has 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 hooked up. I mean, you know, I, I even I can't even begin to to thank you. So, you know, for, for so I appreciate. It. So what? Well, you're taking the risk. So what? Um, so what are the next, and so Preston, so you, you got involved in Ethereum, how you met, obviously you got excited about crypto on your own, but how did you Mm -hmm. get excited about, uh, Ethereum? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, through, through my friend James, who you mentioned earlier, uh, he kind of started this whole thing with me and he told me about Ethereum. He says, it's kind of like Bitcoin, but like weirder. And I was like, well, what? (laughs) And so I had to check it out and like being a, yeah, a being a, a being a technical person, um, like I have to know how it works. So I I saw this thing and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna dive all the way down to to like the the base layer of this and kind of figure it out. And I was just intrigued, and ever since then, just been kind of obsessed with it um, because it's so powerful. Like there's so many applications you can do with this, and so many so many unique problems you can solve. But the big thing about Ethereum today is it's super slow um, with, the, mm. with in terms of transactions per second. So, he, so here I am now trying to help that effort and bring scaling to Ethereum so we can get it on like a global scale and reach you know mass adoption. 
And what you've been, I mean, you're high up in the Ethereum developer community, you know, like one or two. So what does that even mean? Mm, what is what? Meaning like bringing on speed and like transactions per second. How does like, what does that even mean? Like, yeah. So who, so, who reports to who? Where the hell? <laughs> like, how does this stuff happen? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question because this whole effort is, is decentralized. We right. don't report to anyone. There's no, no CEO of Ethereum, you know, right. even... Even Vitalik, uh, the the guy who sort of invented this idea with a couple other people, he's pretty hands off these days. He's just on research, so uh, no one's really telling us what to do. We have the specification that we're all building together, but you know, it's all it's kind of it's a little bit chaotic, but it's definitely fun, and and we're we're getting there to to build this thing out. So how who so so how do how how do people decide what direction to go or, or how, like I'm trying to just get a little basic grasp for people, and, mm-hmm. and, and the scale of how long will it take to make to allow a billion dollars a day to trade TCAP? Like what kind of speed are we talking about? Or how far away are we from that? Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways we can answer this question, but I'll start with the first part. It's like how how are we? like moving forward on scaling. Uh-huh. Uh, so we have the research team, which is uh, led by Vitalik and, a, and a, a close group from the Ethereum Foundation. And they're sitting uh, in, in their various rooms and kind of like debating uh, on, a, on a basic level of like, how can we design a, a protocol that is secure, uh, fast, and still decentralized? And then we, we as uh, client implementation teams like Prismatic Labs, were reviewing the specification, giving feedback, uh, and then ultimately implementing that into something that is tangible and can be used. So um, that's kind of it's kind of like a waterfall model where there's it comes from the top with the the design and and feedback cycle, and then it flows down to the client implementation team, and finally through user feedback. And is there any end to the supply of Ethereum? Like Bitcoin, they say there's 21 million coins. So is there any, my confusion around Ethereum is like they can just keep making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. So there's no fixed cap on Ethereum. Uh, but the with the new, like Ethereum 2, it's actually looking like it's it could be a deflationary model. So in, it, it will decrease over time. Um, I'm not too familiar on like this exact parameters of it, but the protocol can can adapt to sort of the needs of what we decide as a community uh, with regards to total supply. But it doesn't have a fixed cap like Bitcoin. And you could even argue that um, with enough support, Bitcoin can remove their cap um, through some sort of network upgrade if everyone agreed on it. Everyone would have to agree that's not going to happen. Joe, what's your yeah. thoughts there? <laughs> Joe, and what got you excited about doing it on Ethereum, Joe? So... You know, me me looking at when I when I first when I first met you know Preston, and um, you know Mike who who introduced me to to him. Um, I had the meeting with him in 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 January, and about a week before the meeting, I was on Twitter, and you know I was getting ready to go to Google and meet this guy, and I see a tweet from you know Vitalik to Preston, and it says you know just yoloed a thousand Ethereum. And I said to I said to myself, "You got to be kidding me! Like I'm I'm literally meeting this guy in a week, and I see you know in in, in a tweet he receives you know a hundred and whatever it was hundred seventy five thousand dollars of today's value of ETH to continue his work in in building what he's building. 
And I said, this is the guy that I need to speak to, to, to get the job done because this is, this is like, you know, and you talk about, you know, VC, this, this deal, it was a deal that was literally done in a tweet. If you talk about the speed of, you know, a term sheet to a, to a check, this is literally a guy that believes in him, in Preston so much in what he's doing that he just sends him capital to continue his work. And how so, do you spend that Preston? Just, uh, just on uh, your time. Yeah, so this uh, this YOLO grant from uh, from Vitalik was sent to. We have this like multi sig uh, wallet, which means you need multiple approvers for transactions. Huh. It's like and a that's bank account. Exactly, it's a bank account owned by Prismatic Labs, um, hmm. where you need two out of three approvals to do anything. So it wasn't sent to me; it was sent to my right. team, uh, and it was is more like a confidence in the in the team, and not just not sure. just me. But I was the voice on Twitter that day. Uh, and Vitalik just decided, you know, I, this was out of his own uh, stash. Uh, stash, and he's just sending it out and r- like signaling that they're going to support Ethereum two teams and really help us out. So that was super cool. Uh, thanks again, Vitalik, if you're listening. Yeah, that was that was. But Howard, in that moment, you know, and, and then I, I kind of dived into the work, as Preston said, I kind of dived into the work that Prismatic was doing, and I mean him, his his whole team. These guys, you know, th- these people are phenomenal at, at what they do. And I really believe that they're going to make a huge impact, not only in the Ethereum community, but in the in the financial world. Right. And, you know, they're laying the groundwork for building out this network to the next level. And looking looking at that and really, you know, talking to Preston, I've, I felt extremely confident in not only his determination to succeed on Ethereum, but what him succeeding on Ethereum would mean for a project that I wanted to build. Right. And so they're kind of tied was, together. It, it's a derivative in yes, many ways. Yes. There's a, there's a very, there's a very strong synergy you know, between the two because TCAP is ERC 20 backed uh, smart contract. So, you know, the, the more that Ethereum succeeds and scales and the faster it becomes and the, and the stronger and better the community becomes, the better what's built on it becomes. And we witnessed in the early days, you know, you, you had all these ICOs, you had all these scams, you know, being being um, put on and people making huge amounts of money just scamming people. And thankfully, you know, that, that has subsided uh, quite a bit. And now you have a industry being being forged where people are, are building, people are creating, and there's so many different applications and different things that can be created with the Ethereum protocol, it's, it's, it's amazing what, what, what can be done. And I think, you know, seeing all that with, with Preston, it really gave me the confidence to say, okay, like this is, this is the direction that, that I need to go. And this is who I need to bring on as a blockchain lead to, to build this with me and create this. And so what does TCAP, what's, uh, what, what does TCAP need other than capital to go? What is, what does it need to happen uh, so quicker, we are we we just brought on um, another another developer from the Ethereum Foundation. <laughs> uh, gentleman has been you know very respected in in the community. He's won you know a lot of different uh, awards and, and different things for his his blockchain development. So we actually just brought him on to create um, the the smart contract with with Preston. Mm-hmm. So it's it's in development you know right now. As, as we speak, and I think you know, with with given um, you know coronavirus and, and different different situations that are out there, you know, VCs and, and different people like the idea can be sound, but people want to see 
an actual um, you know product working. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you know the, the 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 big step for me was to kind of say, all right, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to get this get this built. And um, that's that's kind of what I decided to do. I decided to just you know build it, and, and we're gonna we're gonna build it. We're gonna put it out. And when can we expect to see like TCAP trading somewhere on some exchange? Um, well, that's that's best gonna case. be that, that's gonna be. I, I would say my my best guess for that would probably be fourth quarter. Even if sure. it was available to start to accredited investors and institutions, um, you know, it would start off probably probably fourth quarter. You know, something something along along the lines of that, and um, you know the the regulations you know in the states i mean they, they are what they are i could go and buy a three times etf that decays daily and has all these different parameters and of a prospectus yet a bitcoin etf or a crypto product is too risky you know it's it's the, the logic of of what's going on right now it's 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 unbelievable you know like you look at uso howard it's yeah. it's a great it's a great example you have uso just the oil ETF, yeah. Yeah, from 2006 until today, you would have put $10,000 in that. You would have 624 bucks today. And it's overvalued. Probably, right. Well, not even overvalued, but just just, just you try to explain, you know, they, they talk about safety and they talk about, you know, a Bitcoin ETF or crypto products, they can't come out because they're unsafe. But yet you look at these products in the prospectus and you talk about future forward roles, you talk about time decay. It's a joke. You talk about all these different factors that your average it's investor... A crime. It's a fucking crime. They, they right. package it and, oh, it's a prospectus. You should read the prospectus. Well, of course right. you should read so, the prospectus, but wait a minute. You're supposed to read the prospectus too, you idiots, before you approve these things for fucking right. drunks. And, like Preston, you know, so, trading from his closet. You, you, look at, <laughs> you look at different things like that, but then crypto products are unsafe. You know, it's, 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 it's the world not, we live in. Right. And I think, you know, looking at, looking at the different ways to get this out into the world, um, there, are, there are many different ways to, to do it. And obviously you want to be in full compliance in, in the country you live in. You want to have, you know, the protections for the, for the, for the people that are trading the product. You want to have all, all these different things in place where you're, you're presenting something that's simple for a consumer to use or an investor to use, mm-hmm. that's safe, that's sound, that's audited, that is completely free of, of worry for you at, at the end just trying to have something to trade. And, and I think... Yep, yep, yep. And, and so, Preston, what was the thing about Ethereum that got you excited? Just the, code, the elegance and the code? Or what did you think it was going to be used for? Like the, the project itself, Ethereum itself, Vitaly, what got you excited in general? Yeah, just, I mean, really like the the uniqueness of running decentralized applications, this, this hasn't really been done before like this. It's always been sort of the centralized server model. Um, so I thought that was really intriguing because there are a lot of use cases you can solve. Like What's the, seen that's with, the best one? Files? Sharing files? I think it's more like the the programmable money aspect of it. So what we're really seeing in this excitement with the uh, decentralized finance, mm-hmm. there's also a lot of things you can do with um, ownership and identity. Um, you know, really being able to prove things uh, in a decentralized fashion is is really unique. And with some of the new privacy improvements, and you know, we're able to do zero knowledge transactions. They can send things around without um, revealing. Uh, who I sent it to, or how much how much it was. So, this technology is really going to be revolutionary for for finance and 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 kind of 
change the way that we think about banking and, and owning your own money. Really cool. All right, gentlemen. Well, I mean, well, <clears throat> I'm, I'm keeping a track on this thing, making some intros for you. So uh, I appreciate the explanation. Um, and and uh, now that you're a little bit into finance, Preston, are, like, are you bullish on Bitcoin and Ethereum? Obviously, or like the price or you don't give a shit. You just care about speed and usability. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I was... It caught my attention. The price caught my attention, but I stayed for the technology. So I'm here long term, not f- bullish on the price, but bullish on the technology. And I'm sh- proving that with spending all of my time, basically, uh, which is, you know, the most uh, scarce resource we have. How long were you at Google? That's a good point. How long were you at Google? I was at Google uh, two and a half years, I think. What were you like doing that. before that? Before that, I was uh, working at a couple of different uh, small startups and um, in like the restaurant industry, they were trying to build like a point of sale. It's not very interesting. Got it. Um, so now you feel like you found your place to, to, to code for the future. Yeah, this is my passion for sure. All right, great. Huddle up, boys. Uh, good luck uh, as you keep going. I think that's a good... Uh, I mean, that's the future of this stuff. You got to get it in people's hands. You got to get people touching and feeling it and talking about it in productive ways, not just this esoteric thing that has a price, you know? Absolutely. And that's what we're working for. Yeah. And so, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch, but you guys are my crypto experts now on panic with friends. Absolutely. Any, any questions that you have, I'm we're more than happy to always, to always be here and answer them. All right, gentlemen, we'll talk soon. All right. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Okay, not pretty interesting, huh? It's very interesting, and I, you know, I. This is the first time I'm about, interested in. It. Like, I know you can yeah. trade it on. Kind of, I've made my bets, like Robinhood, Etoro. Like, I go, all right, if it's tradable, it'll be on an exchange. Like Binance is, but we got to get beyond that. Like, you know, what Preston's getting at is, it's just decentralized. Like, Twitter should exist, and no one should own it. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's what really. You know, Jack and the board makes decisions about Trump or whoever gets to stay on. They change the terms of use every day. And so decentralization, the simplest form is like, imagine just showing up for a site and there were no rules, which is kind of what the internet was. Exactly. It's like controlled, controlled or anarchy. It's kind of anarchy. And that's why the anarchists came for it early. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I mean, Something's got to come of this. So for me, I can only think of it in terms of, all right, can I give me some context? So TCAP makes sense to me as like, okay, I'm bullish. I don't know. I don't want to do the work because I'd rather just own stocks and mm-hmm. cash flow. But in a non-cash flow investable asset, I'd like to bet on like the code that's the best. Right. It's basically you're betting on code mm-hmm. and speed and elegance and usability, not cash flow. Right. Yeah, what they're doing here is makes sense. Yeah, it just makes it's in English. So we'll see. Uh, we'll check in on them. But uh, Cryptex, if you want to help out, <clears throat> reach out to Joe and, and uh, Preston. That's cryptexcoin.co. All right, everybody. We'll see you soon with another Panic with Friends.